one of my favorite recurring guests, one of your favorite recurring guests. Yes, it's Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal. We're talking MSU hoops, MSU basketball, and hey, might even sneak a fun little World Cup question here at the end. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday or happy Saturday if you're driving up to the snowy tailgate right now. Regardless, thank you so much for making Locked on Spartans your first watch or listen every single day. And before I let this kind gentleman next to me talk, hey, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. He is Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal, the Couch and the Rube podcast. He is kind enough to donate 30 minutes of his time to join this show. And Graham... Could I have asked you to join the show at a busier time in your life or in the life of a Michigan State media member with both basketball, football colliding, and then also, hey, just like you said before we started recording, women's soccer rolling as well. Was this the worst time to ask you to, to join? No, I mean, I, I enjoy it. Just, it's, it's been a busy week. We're, we're actually down a guy at the Lansing State Journal, too. Many people know Ryan Black uh, left, and so... Uh, it, it, you know, when you're down, you're short staffed, you got a lot going. It's a fun month. I, I enjoy it. I wouldn't want to do it every month. Uh, sure. <laughs> but it, it's sort of one of those things where the, the excitement of something that's new and basketball begins and, and, and football is, you know, the games usually most years are, are, are pretty important. And, and, you know, it's, so I, I enjoy it. If it, if it lingered another month, you'd be like, okay, that, that's enough. But uh, it's, it's, I, you know, if you don't enjoy this stuff, why do you do it? Like this is, it's, it's a, it's a sweet gig in a lot of ways. Love that. Not running away from the grind here. We've got, well, one grinder of a game coming up on Saturday, Spartans versus Hoosiers, just the sexiest game on the calendar. Like everyone's going to be tuned into this game. This is going to be awesome. But Graham, it, are, are, are we dusting off the, program win hats for this Saturday would this be qualified as a program win or in your opinion is this just a game where yeah got the six wins but overall disappointing season so what's what's your vibe on if 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 they get to six wins here yeah I don't I don't think this I think it's a program month and I think I wrote that before the Illinois game it was a real after the Michigan game um it was a program month. And if you start three and zero in that program month, that's really good. I think the Illinois game was a program win. Cause that's one they weren't expected to do on the road coming off the suspensions and everything that happened mm-hmm. at Michigan. And so that was a program win. I think these are take care of business moments where if you're going to be the program you want to be, you win these sort of games. And um, so that, that's, it, this is one of those where you lose it. There's a lot more pain than the joy of winning it, and and I and I don't know for these guys, you know, the year after you go to a New Year's Six bowl game, you have an eleven and two year. There isn't great joy in making a bowl. Like yeah, that question gets brought up to these guys a lot. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's really. They, they say it's not their focus, and I kind of believe them because it's like, well, some third, fourth tier bowl game. What does that really mean for them? Now it's better to make it than not, but you're not going to find sort of the buzz of yay. We, uh, we might get to play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl or drive down to Detroit now or, or, or things like that. But it, it's, it's good to be a winning program, and that's you, you've got to be a, an Indiana team that's lost seven straight at home to be that. At home and in just in miserable conditions, too. I, I don't know. I, I think this is kind of a game where if you could break their morale early, you know, get up to a two-possession lead at, at the end of the first quarter, like 
you got the Hoosiers on the sidelines with snow dumping down on them, 20 mile an hour winds, 16 degrees outside. Like, I, I don't know, hopefully it could be a spirit breaking game for fans like me perspective, but how do you feel that this shakes out? Indiana is 10 point underdogs here. They've had, of course, a litany of issues. Do you think this is going to be not an automatic, nothing's an automatic win, of course, but th- th- we're allowed to be devastated if Michigan State loses this game, right? Us fans. Well, you know, absolutely. But I do think that I, I think double digits is too much for this Michigan State football team right now okay. in the Big Ten ever. Uh, it's not that it can't happen. It's just that, like, their, their offense is not shown the ability to rack up the sort of points it takes to sometimes be a double-digit winner. Like even last week, uh, if you had Michigan State, that would have been a backdoor cover for for Rutgers. And and so yeah. that, you know, I, I, I do think that Indiana's offense has struggled at a, at a pretty high level. Um, but Rutgers had two. And, you know, uh, Indiana's got a new sophomore quarterback who's got some mobility, could cause some issues there playing. And, and I do think that Michigan State's, offense has found a little bit of rhythm in the running game which will help and this is a weekend where you want to do that but you know, I think I picked it 23-14 or something like that and okay um I, I I see it as a low scoring game if there's anything to like I like the under a little bit but I um yeah this is a game where you just want to get through it you, and, and I do think you could you could break their spirit that's a good you bring up a good question because you know they've lost seven straight Right. And now their last two were against Penn State and Ohio State, and things went really badly. Do they look at this as an opportunity against more like competition? Mm-hmm. Or are do they really want to be out there? And and I think you test that if you can get up a score early, if you can play on the front foot, if you can run the football. Right on. And you also brought up a good point that the run game has really blossomed here the last two weeks. And, you know, you've also written columns about this ever since Xavier Henderson has been back. The defense has shown improvement as well. In this month of November, I know it's a short sample size, just two games. But with that said, what's been the most impressive part of this month for you? Is it the run game? Is it the defense? Or is it just having a your head screwed on tight enough to not let all the outside distractions funnel into the game? Yeah, um, well, I, I think it, it's it's been a team that had a chance for the wheels to come off this season. Totally. Has not let yeah. that happen. And I think that's a just a, a good a sign of good culture and leadership and character in your program. Um, and so there's some pride there. And then, yeah, there's, there's guys who are, I mean, it, it, there's no doubt that Xavier Henderson, Jacob Slay, those guys returning, uh, Jaden Reed being at full health has, has changed mm-hmm. things. Um, but the fact that they're improving late in the year rather than the other way in a tough season, I think is a really good sign because you know, what happened last year created this false sense of where the rebuild was. And I think everybody kind of knew that it might not be another 10 and 2, 11 and 2 year. But the Minnesota game was jarring. Like, it wasn't just the Washington game when they were without people. In hindsight, I mean, I was a, I was a total idiot. Like, I mean, I should literally be fired for thinking that they could beat <laughs> Washington in hindsight without Xavier Henderson, Jacob Slade, and Jaden Reed. Like, what are we doing? Like that uh, on the road, I'm with Washington, you. That, that had no that, no shot. That and that game wasn't even a problem for me the way that went down. Mm-hmm. And then you you go to but but the Minnesota game is one where they didn't compete and they were just thoroughly beaten on both sides and and that should never be the case at home against a Minnesota program that's depth of talent shouldn't be that much better than you to that point. Right. And so you know to me. Um, 
that they had that sort of game, and yet that wasn't the game that defined the season and sort of said this is what it's going to be, I think was really important. And with Senior Day happening this Saturday as well, let's take a peek behind the curtain, you know, at any time that we have insiders here. Uh, I like to ask these kind of questions. Of the seniors, which one are you going to miss talking to the most? Is there any that have been super charismatic or super open? Or which which guy are you going to be missing the most here on this football team? Oh, Xavier Henderson by far. I would start my own NIL deal. Yeah, I would start my own (laughs) NIL deal to get him back just to do press conferences and (laughs) interviews. I mean, because it's not just that he's charismatic. It's that he says something, right? Yeah. Like there are lots of guys. Yeah. Shalik Calhoun used to be charismatic, but you'd you'd listen, and then at the end of it, you listen to your recorder, and you'd be like, he actually didn't say anything. And <laughs> and Xavier Henderson always says something, and he's not. He's also sort of. I don't want to say he's above the coaches in this sense, but like he he's not afraid to say something that maybe the coaches wouldn't say. And okay. You know, he, he's not afraid to tell, to put a little truth serum on things and um, and just to explain it in layman's terms and, and to be real. And yeah, no, I, there, there are, an, I have, I am already thinking of ways I'm like, I just, I mean, if he could, you know, you could have Mel Tucker on Mondays for a press conference and then for like five minutes next year, this is what Mel meant. Xavier Henderson. <laughs> that would be. There are not many athletes I like that. I miss in terms of uh, that setting more than him, but I, I, yeah, I will I will miss Xavier Henderson because he is a great conversationalist. Look at that, and we're going to funnel into basketball talk here in a hot second. But first, I need to say goodbye to Graham for a hot second. He'll he'll be back. I hope. I don't know. He might hang up. Who's to say? Stay tuned to find out. How about that for a teaser? But first, I need to talk everyone's ear off about underdog fantasy. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It's easy. It's fun. Look, you just got to pick your favorite players. They're over under on their stats. Like if you think the snow is going to impact the game on Saturday and you like the way Jalen Berger's been running the ball, well, take his over for rushing yards. If you don't think the passing game is going to be working out for Indiana, take under Dexter Williams passing yards. And then, hey, sprinkle a key on Coleman over 0.5 touchdowns on top of that. You can win up to 10 times your money. If you stack your card big enough on underdog fantasy, and you can also cross games as well. Let's say the Ohio State game tickles your fancy. You want to get in on TCU versus Baylor. Get nuts. Cross it over. Have some fun on underdog fantasy. And you know what's fun about underdog fantasy too is that, well, they're giving you free money. Sign up with promo code LOCKEDON. That's all one word, LOCKEDON. And underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Deposit $100, get 100 smackaroos for free off of Underdog Fantasy's back. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. That's all one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. And would you look at that? Graham Couch is still here. This is amazing. What a time to be alive. What a Friday or Saturday or really whatever day you're listening to this. Graham Couch is known for a a lot of things, but one of my favorite things that he does is after a football game or basketball game, the three quick takes. I got something even quicker than post-game takes. How about three premature takes for a basketball season? That's only three games in to a season that's going to be 30 or 40 games long. Graham, would you like to entertain me on this and hear my three premature takes? Absolutely. Um, Okay, I was really hoping you'd say yes because I didn't have plan B. Um, So my first take is we've heard this a lot. In the Champions Classic, you were at the game, maybe didn't listen to the broadcast, but they kept reiterating how Michigan State doesn't have this go-to star. They don't have 
that guy. That's pretty rare, even for like a bad team, not to have a go-to guy late in the game, let alone for a really good team to not have a go-to guy. So my take is that Michigan State's going to be okay without having a quote-unquote go-to guy. Fair? Or is that fiction? I think it's it's fair this year, um, more than other years, because they they have a number of guys who are fearless and uh, yeah. who have enough sweat equity build up and, and sort of that's one of my overused favorite words, but the, um, that it's different to some years you go, well, they got a number of guys who could do it, but I don't know. And, and I, li- I felt a little that way with the choice they made at the Gonzaga game. Like, like when they went to Malik Hall in the final possession, I was like, see Malik Hall is that guy with an array of moves, but I don't know if throwing it into him for the final shot is the play you want to do. And gotcha. I, I just, it's sort of like the analytics may tell you, it's sort of like a football coach who claims, well, the numbers said we should go for two. And you're right. like, I, I get it. I get that's what the analytics said. But like the way the momentum is going, is that really the guy you wanted to throw to in that play? I I, I don't know if the back shoulder fade to your five, nine guy was, was great, but <laughs> um, it, so I, but AJ Hogarth heading downhill, which happened then in the Kansas game at the end of regulation, he got blocked, but I thought that was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Then the inbound execution they had on a couple different plays. And it wound up with Malik Hall, who was fine in the clutch. I think Tyson Walker with the ball in his hands, Malik Hall, or sorry, Tyson Walker or A.J. Hogard with the ball in their hands. You have two guards, the ball in their hands at the end of the game, either, you know, in, 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 How, in uh, Hogard's case, driving downhill and, and, and Walker's case, creating for himself or, or uh, somebody else. That's, that is, that gives you something that's, that's different than some teams have. And then if from there they go to Ho- uh, they go to Hauser, they go to Hall or whatever, that's fine. So I don't think it's an issue. Um, and uh, I think they've got a number of guys who can put up. Like, if you ask me who, who was going to lead this team in scoring, I, I did kind of a hot take and doubled down on it even after the Gonzaga game. said maybe Joey Hauser because he is a guy who, while I don't think he's always going to have 23 points like he had the other night, and he may not sure. he's going to have some seven, eight, nine point games. He's going to have enough because of his game that are up or that are pushing 20. And I don't know if there's anybody else who's consistently going to be in the teens all the time that, that you could see that happening, but they've got a number of guys. It could be, um, it could be Tyson Walker. Jay Nakin's game could sort of come into its own as he gets, as he gets back into things. And, and that could, could change things. Um, I don't think it'll be Hogard, but you never know. Like Hogard is a, you want an over under bet. Mm-hmm. Hogard and a prop bet right now on assists is still way over. Like the other night, I think it was four and a half. And he had eight or nine. Like, he's always going to have eight or nine. He's he's a, you know, he, he gets in and he creates. So, until Vegas catches up with that, that's a good play. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, no, just throwing that out there a little bit. Um, I like yeah, that. And they're a really good defensive team. They're not scared of the moment. They, they look like a group that wants to take it to you, uh, that's been pushed around a little in their time and is done with it. And you get a veteran team like that that isn't scared of the moment. Because that, that's really what it's about, having a go-to guy. It's about having mm-hmm. somebody who wants the ball in that moment. And I think they've got a couple guys and, and their guards who want that and, and can make something happen with it. And take number two, here I go. I, I might be a Debbie Downer. There might be some people that aren't thrilled to hear this second take here. But they, look, Tuesday's game was a big win for the hate. Izzo was right in not going to the transfer portal for another big crowd. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but are, are we not one Kentucky made free throw away from the story of that game being well, Carson Cooper and Jackson Kohler had to split nearly 10 minutes in the second half because they don't have an experienced big man behind Mati Sissoko. Like, am I crazy for my second take being that 
hey, Tuesday's awesome. And yes, Mahdi looks like a superhero. We'll get to him in the third take. But the depth is still going to be an issue. And, well, yeah, getting a transfer portal big still probably would have been a, a good idea. I'm sorry to be a, a giant rain cloud here after such a great I'll, win. I'll but, play, like, <laughs> I mean, I'll play the devil's advocate here. I'll play the devil's advocate. Please. Okay. So, a couple things. One, I don't know if they get a transfer portal big and Mahdi Sissoko stays. Mm, and then you're okay. looking at and then and so I don't know if they get a transfer portal wing if Pierre Brooks stays. And so then whatever becomes of their careers, you lost and they're somewhere sure. else. And look what Michigan's going through right now with the point guard position. Well, you, you gotta be careful. If you're unwilling to develop your guys, if you're unwilling to commit and then you're unwilling to commit to them in recruiting right now, Izzo has something going for him. He can walk into a, a room and say, If I'm recruiting you, I'm committing to you. We're gonna develop you, you're gonna be part of things. And and that's something that he can back up and say, we didn't, we haven't tried to replace guys. Now, they did bring in Tyson Walker when they looked like they were desperate at a point guard spot, and they wound up Hogard wound up being okay there, and, and now they have two, and that's that's a blessing for them. But mm-hmm. no doubt that right now they would be better off if they had a more seasoned backup big man. The challenge would have been bringing in somebody that was going to nobody wants to come in and do that role. You're not going right, to find a guy who right. wants to come in and be the backup to Sokoko. And so then you would add a surly guy who'd come in and lost the job to Sissoko probably because the way he's playing. Or you would have had Sissoko see that and leave, which I think might have happened. And and somewhere else would be like, oh, my goodness, how did we get Matty Sissoko? And I think they knew – they had a feeling a little bit that they thought Sissoko could be okay. I don't think they thought he'd be this, but they could be okay. Yeah. And the other thing is this isn't um, football in where if they lost to Kentucky, so be it. This is a long year. Now, it's a great win, mm-hmm. and I think it would have been crushing in, in certain ways. But ultimately, those two guys, and Kohler was better against Kentucky than he was against Gonzaga, and then Cooper gets his feet wet, and he got trucked. And yeah. he's got to, you know, but, like, those two guys by the end of February have to be capable of combi- com- uh, combining for 15 minutes. I thought something else that happened that was really important on Tuesday is Izzo did not turn to Joey Hauser as an option at the five. So Hauser, nice. Hauser yeah. has told you with his play and with his words, I am not a center. And then and then what happens is he gets put at center, things go horrible, he loses his confidence, he can't sh- and people go, Joey Hauser stinks. Oh, Joey Hauser is 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 he's not the same as Kenny Goins the year he had to play the five, but he's not a five. It is mm-hmm. on you to have somebody else at the position. And Joey Hauser is, while I think more savvy than those other two guys and probably better in certain circumstances, you get a little more out of him at the five. And there will be certain matchups this year. They're not going to face every game consensus All-American bigs the way they have at this point. We're playing that smaller lineup and going with them at the five makes a ton of sense. Yeah. But when you're facing a formidable five, do not mess with the rest of Joey Hauser's game because you see what happens when he's confident and shot hunting and playing the four. And so I think that was an important discovery. You're better off with those two guys trying to survive. They, they, they made a, a gutsy decision that they didn't do against Gonzaga where they did not bring Sissoko back in early, and it worked out. They needed him for the end of regulation. turned out overtime as well. So the key is, can those two guys, Cooper and Kohler, get to the point where MSU can survive with them for 15 minutes in an NCAA tournament game uh, in March? And they've got months to get there and, uh, and, and you know, chance to develop those guys, and that's what they're betting on. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think there are – you obviously could have gone the other route, but there is risk in that. And you, you yeah. might lose a guy and and then, you know, wh- where are you? 
So I've been sitting on that take for three full days now, and I, you just changed my mind in three minutes, I think. So there we go. <laughs> That's just what the doctor ordered right there. Uh, we're going to get to the third take here in a hot second. We're not done talking about Mati Sissoko yet. No, you're out of your mind if you think we're done talking about him. We're going to kick off the next segment with that. Get into some World Cup action. You know what, Graham? He, here's the question I'm going to ask. Which World Cup team is the comparative of Michigan State football? I have a country in my mind, but... Sit on that one for a hot second while I talk to people's ear off about Nugenics. That's right. We're talking Nugenics, gentlemen. Uh, hey, remember when winning felt easy? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back into your step? Do you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Well, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man that you really want to be. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. And because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Just text COLLEGE to 231 231- 231 one more time that's text college to 231 231 texting enrolls you in recurring automated text messages consent not required to purchase message and data rates may apply all right mr couch i've got my third take that i'm sitting on right here and this is a quick take this is going to be a fast one to get out of my mouth here we've never seen a jump from one year to the next like Mike Sissoko has had right obviously we've seen improvements with players over time but never never like this a guy goes from four or five minutes per game to looking like what i will always say this season orlando magic dwight howard all in just one year am i missing anyone i mean this is crazy yeah and i was trying to think about that and just guys i remembered it's sort of like if edon ebach became xavier tillman overnight and <laughs> right? it, it, it just doesn't usually happen that way um it it's uh yeah, no, it, it's 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 rare. I mean, there, if it's going to happen, in hindsight, you can see why, right? Here is a guy who mm-hmm. um, did not play a ton of basketball growing up, comes over from West Africa. He is a senior. He breaks his hand and doesn't play a lot that year. Then he comes into Michigan State, and it's COVID. There's no, there's no money ball. There's no uh, summer runs. There's no – like all the stuff you do to develop and get sort of into things quickly don't exist. Uh, and then so and then he's playing behind a couple guys who he's not noticed. I mean, he had some moments last year where I thought he was OK, but you come out of the floor, and you got three minutes to show yourself. And it, it's so you can understand if it's ever going to happen, the, everything's set up for a guy like that. Um, and, but, yeah, no, it's it's remarkable because he's so much more calm out there and the game has slowed down for him so much. I mean, it, it's it's things like the the passes out of the post when. There's traffic yeah. and it's not for him and he fires it. I mean, that that stuff. I mean, Matt Costello was late in his junior year still treating the basketball like a hot potato. And, you know, it took him a while. He had a great senior year. But Sissoko has gone from a guy that you would never throw the ball to uh, to a guy that, while he's never going to be a post option for you is uh, on this team, your first, second, third, or fourth option, he can take advantage of a matchup. We've seen a couple turnarounds that worked. 
he certainly is terrific in the pick and roll, you know, rim running downhill yeah. and, 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 and comfortable in those settings. And he and both of those guards seem to have a chemistry. Um, so I, I, yeah, no, I, I've never seen anything like it. What would have brought the house down in Indianapolis more if Jaden Akins threw down that dunk or if Mike Sissoko completed that Euro step on the fast break, because that was, something of, of unicorn status right there. What what, the what would have gotten you falling out of the chair? Okay, the Eurostep. Yeah, yeah because just seeing Sissoko <laughs> on the drive, if he had, yeah, no, like it would have been, okay, wait a second. What? Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. Like, I remember like the old days where, I, this happened maybe two or three times, but Derek Nix would steal the ball around half court and he's yeah. dribbling out fast break. And, and you could just hear yakety sax playing o- yeah. over like the loudspeaker. But like, I was, I, I expected the same thing when Mati was going on the fast break. And all of a sudden, like, what like jo- Joel Embiid? Excuse me. Like what? So that was. Uh, I'm, you, you I'm really the, trying not to get too excited. You know the best about- thing about Mati Sissoko? Well, there are a lot of good things right now. Sure. Michigan State fans. Is he only six eight? Maybe six nine? Like, and people keep saying, "Well, maybe he could be an NBA player," but he's not going anywhere early. Um, I know. It's you know, so like nice. if you can recruit, <laughs> like the key to college basketball right now is kind of a team like Michigan State has. Not a lot of pros, but guys you're going to have for a long time that are really good that you can get old with. Uh, before they have great careers in Europe. <laughs> that's what you, yes. That's sort of how you build. Now, you'd like to have a couple real high-end guys. You'd like to have a couple pros mixed in. Um, but if you can, I mean, I've always said this, like Cassius Winston, you would take over just about anybody you've ever recruited in Michigan State history. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the perfect player to recruit. And, you know, you get excited about a, a, a guy as a top five recruit, but you would take Cassius Winston over Jaron Jackson's career a hundred out of a hundred times you take it over yeah. miles bridges career a hundred out of a hundred yep. times. So that is just something to keep in mind when you're roster building, like the guys, the sweet spot to me is the guy who's ranked, you know, 20 through 50 and is got something that's going to keep him around for a little while. And, you know, let's just switch sports entirely. Kind of, I mean, it'll be football and football. Uh, Look, you're you're somewhat of a soccer aficionado. You're uh, you know more than the average person, and I am the epitome of an average person when it comes to soccer knowledge. Kicking off Sunday in Qatar, around probably eighty thousand fans drinking the coldest beer possible that the country has to offer. Um, if, they, if they sell beer there, I don't, I don't know if they do on that game. But, uh, they're they're not. They uh, <laughs> they are not. But. Okay, let's say Michigan State fans want to get invested in the World Cup, and Team USA just isn't doing it for them. Is there a comparison to the Michigan State football team that you see in this field? Because I I have a country in mind. Uh, I'll explain later. Or you want me to do it right now while you think a little bit. It's up to you, or you can give us Give me your country, and then I'll give you what I'm thinking. Netherlands. Mm. Netherlands. Because it's always boom or bust for them. Kind of like the last years of Michigan State, it's either like, oh, yeah, we're going – cotton bowling we're going peach bowling like we're, we're getting 10 wins 11 wins or it's just a complete dud of like a six and six season like that that's netherlands they're either think, like getting into the quarterfinals or they're they ain't making the tournament at all like it, it's boom or bust for them so that's that's kind of my comparison right there i'll give you this i'll give you a couple um okay i like croatia this. so croatia Ooh. finishes second in the last world cup runners up very good team yeah. they're good. in a group i believe with the uh, with belgium with De Bruyne and all those guys, Lukaku, and great group, tough group, but sure. nobody's talking about them. It's like it's like it didn't happen. It's like it's like no, no, no. You know, mighty Belgium's back and all these other schools. I mean, like Croatia or the, these guys were the runner-up last time, right? Right. They, I mean, this is a legitimate 
country in world soccer. That should that that should have some kinship with Michigan State fans. Um, and if there's another team that I, that I, that I really, um, you know, I so the team I strangely like is Spain. Okay, this is gambling related because the thing about Spain is they have not had a number nine. They have not had a striker, okay. but they are so good in possession. You can count on them for a few things. Unders. Unders all day. Because they don't score, but neither does their opponent. Um, and I also think they've been hearing that forever. I think they're going to score enough to win a lot of games. I think I, I love I love Spain. Um, that's not really Michigan State related, but that's a, that's a club that I um, I enjoy watching. And uh, um, and then I like, I love De Bruyne. I love watching you know Belgium too, and I, uh, the Brazilians, and and I get yeah. why uh, Argentina is up there ranked. And it'll be you know my my, my homeland country is England. So I'll, I'll pay some attention there, even though I can't stand Harry King because he plays for Tottenham and I hate Tottenham. <laughs> but those are all things that are in my head that are different. But I, and, and obviously the U.S. is where, you know, I'd like to see them do well. I, I, I like us being a factor on the world stage. I like us being taken seriously. And we're getting more yeah. and more closer to that. And I think these are opportunities to do that. Well, it's good that you have a good, you know, home country to root for in England. Uh, my home country, Ireland, might have a tough time winning this time around. It's going to be really hard for them, actually. Uh, but, hey, regardless, I'm excited to push my ethics and morals down the road for another month to watch this World Cup taking place. And you, 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 everyone knows the stories about it. But regardless, hey, can't wait. And if you want to wager some unders on Spain, betonline.net, if I could be a company man really quick, is the place to do that. Graham Couch, cannot thank you enough for – God, taking taking time out of a week that really doesn't have a lot of time uh, on your end. So can't thank you enough, man. Um, what's what's in the hopper? Just whatever happens on Saturday after the yeah, game. yeah. I mean, you know, it's a Friday night basketball game, Saturday football, and then uh, I'm off to Portland next week for the basketball. So um, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Love that city and love that tournament. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, gang, hey, we will be back. Of course, we're going to react to this Villanova game. We're going to react to the Indiana game as well. Get you ready for next week. And also, hey, next week. Robbie Hummel joins the show. That's going to be a certified hoot and a half. Keep it here. Let's have a great weekend. Again, let's try to mix in the water if you uh, remember. But, hey, love you all. Let's go. Go green.